0: What's going on, everybody? It's your girl Pamela 2200 Tabs. Yo. My next guest, let me just put it this way. I'm jumping right into it. Um, my next guest is probably one of the coolest women I've ever met, uh, people, person I've ever met, and it was by chance that I actually met her because I got shit canned out of my job and immediately took a dive back into uh, ATF, into the gym, just to kind of get my head on straight and stuff. And my next guest was the athlete I was paired with, and I've been literally, we've been stuck like glue ever since. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to the former Miss Waco, I feel like i like the biggest celebrity right now, Jamie Blanick. <laughs> How are you, my friend?
1: Oh my God. Thanks for you? that intro. I'm uh, you, I'm good. Great. I'll
0: butter you up all day yay yay and for those that can't see i'm gonna put this uh youtube and some or this video on on youtube and some of these clips and stuff and let me see how um let me see how creative i get with this but uh yeah if you want to see jamie's pretty face uh it'll be on youtube so again thanks jamie for joining us i know we have uh time is precious and i appreciate you and all my guests as always for giving us your time so thank you Oh, my God. No, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but right here with you. Oh, so thank you. Of course. Well, I want to jump into this. Um, us Texans and us locals might know you for who you are. Uh, you know, former Miss Waco, some pretty cool, amazing things that have happened to you in your your life. And we'll get into like the really cool stuff that's been happening here lately down uh, uh, down further than the podcast. But what I want to Really, jump in on is kind of tell us about yourself my my listeners um and for those that don't know, Jamie's got one hell of a story, and that's the whole reason she's on and i'm I'm when I first your mom said something out and remind me to 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 say it, your mom said something in a video that she was interviewed on about you it was uh-huh. so compelling and it just like it almost took my breath away just this one little thing she said about you after oh, your, wow uh, yeah like uh, with your injury and I'm like, wow, that's that's wow. So, um, when we talk about your story, I'll, I'll chime in and let you know what she said. But um, oh, okay, yeah, I'm intrigued. now it was very. About what my mom said is very, very cool. Um, I just can't imagine being a parent saying that about your kid. So, um, yeah, if you could tell our listeners a little bit about you, the floor is yours, okay. my friend.
1: Oh my gosh! Well, hello. <laughs>
0: I'm Jamie. Um,
1: I'm a Texan. I'm from Waco, born and raised, and I grew up. Um in my family business. My parents had a restaurant and a catering company. So, um, you know, I was very social um for most of my life. And I was also into the performing arts. And so I was a dancer my whole life, an actor, singing, um, all that fun stuff. And so from that I went to school in New York City for college. Um, and I lived there for a few years and then, um, came back to Waco to Texas and I worked with my parents and ran our company. Um, I was Miss Waco during that time. I did pageants. Um, that was a lot of fun. So I was always super active in the community. Um, yeah, I did all
0: kinds of things, rescued animals, um,
1: <laughs> Man, I was
0: up for anything, <laughs> And that's that's a good little segue because I I've learned to really love your heart and your passion and just the the kind of person you are to just want to help people, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. Like you're you're there. Shit, you almost like saved my ass trying to fight that guy with a, you know, when I was getting my oil changed. That's the Jamie guys. That's the Jamie I was talking about. This is her. <laughs> um. Oh, so God. yeah, if y'all want to hear what happened, go check the episode before this. I think that's what it was. But um. Yeah, your heart to help people and love people actually landed you to um, one of the biggest traumas, if not the biggest trauma in your life. And if you could kind of walk us through that, because we met at the Adaptive Training Foundation shortly, literally shortly after your injury with like six, seven months. You weren't that far out. Yeah. Um, And for those that don't know, you are a above the knee amputee. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we call them AKs, um, mm-hmm. which I've heard. If you're going to have a leg amputation above the knee, is probably the worst one that you could possibly have, just for like knee bending purposes and mobility purposes. Um, Yeah. So yeah, if you could walk like first, be like losing both legs, both, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: Or going higher, yeah. like in yep. the hip, or something.
1: Yeah. yeah. If you can't use a prosthetic, that's definitely harder. Um, or if you don't have legs to walk, that's yeah. definitely a lot
0: Jeez. Well, as you
1: see now with Jackson.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of our athletes, he's learning how to walk on, he had stubbies with both his legs and now he's on the big uh-huh. tall legs. Yeah. It's, it's, he's super tall. He's, super, he's like, he's in two. his prosthetics.
1: He's like super tall. Super, super so, tall.
0: but yeah. yeah, it's, it's amazing just to see, um, what y'all go through as independent, you know, um amputated athletes or athletes with amputations nuts uh but you your accident happened could you I mean take us as deep as you want to go as far as you want to go I'm gonna ask some questions throughout but yeah what ultimately happened that led you to where you are now you know what I'm saying
1: yeah um so in February of
0: 2021
1: it was February 6th Um, I had, it was a Saturday and I had been to a friend's baby shower. Um, and then I went to work, just stopped by there. And my family was at my brother's house and they were like doing a family project. And I was like, oh, I'll go, you know, say hello. Um, I wanted to go to the gym later that day and, um, I had like plans, but I decided to go see my family. And I got there and they were like, oh, we're about to have dinner. Do you want to eat with us? And I was like, yeah, sure. Wasn't planning on doing that. Um, So I ate with them and then it was getting late and my dad left and then I left and my mom left right behind me. Um, And to get from my brother's house to my house, um, we take this back country highway and um, I don't remember anything past like going past this one light that's on the highway. Um, And so everything else I've been told. uh, But I apparently came upon or saw a really bad accident. um, And I immediately got out of my car. um, And I went to this Jeep. It had rolled several times. Um, It had hit a car that pulled out in front of it. And so it hit the car and then rolled and I got to the car and there were two small girls in the back of the Jeep. Um, they were screaming, they were crying and I was helping them. Um, I do have one memory. That's like a full memory that came to me the second week in the hospital. And it was of me talking to these girls, um, and telling them my name, asking them their names, you know, telling them I was going to be okay. Um, just trying to calm them down. Um, and that's my only memory. Um, so while I was helping them, they were out of their car seats, like trying to get out of the car. Um, and so I put them back in their car seats and I was telling them they needed to stay in the car seats because for whatever reason, I thought like that would be the safest thing. Um, I was moving around the vehicle, a car came down the highway and just slammed into the Jeep. And because I was in front of the Jeep, the Jeep hit me. Um, I had a traumatic amputation. That's the medical term for what happened. Um, I lost my leg on impact above the knee. It was below the knee in in the beginning. And I didn't really have much left to work with. So surgically I became an above the knee, which is so crazy. Uh, you never think like you're going to be disabled, right? Like yeah. you never think anything can happen. And whenever people heard what I was doing and how I had become injured, they were like, it's so dangerous. Why would she do that? And my answer when people say, why did you get out of the car is, I mean, that's like just what I do. That's who I am as a person. Like yeah. you're either a person who – runs towards the fire. Like you get out and you go do something or you just sit there and don't do anything. And I'm a person who does something. Um, I never thought about my safety myself. Like I didn't think about that. I was just focused on helping these people, um, these complete strangers. So fortunately for me, the only other person that had gotten out of the car, out of a car um, to help render aid, um, his name is Scott. He happens to be an off-duty fireman, EMT. He has medical training, and he came to me immediately, uh, and he saved my life. Um, he like called 911, demanded a helicopter because I was bleeding out. Um, like time was very crucial here. and he knew that. And so he demanded a helicopter. Um, and he kept me alert. Um, he kept me awake. Um, and I credit him with like me even sitting here today for sure. Um, the hard part for me is like I said, I just been at my family's and I left and my mom left behind me. Uh, my mom was in the vehicle behind me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So she came up. A little after me. And from what I know, from what she said, um, she was getting out of her car and she saw the car coming down the highway and she was screaming for this car to slow down. She was screaming. And she watched impact. Um, and after I was hit, like she came around the Jeep to wherever my body landed. Um, And she went to Scott and she was like, this is my daughter. And he just looked at my mom and he was like, this is your daughter. And she said, yes, this is my daughter. And from there, the two of them just like, you know, went into action. um, Because like I said, they knew time was not on my side. Um, Let's see. So. I was care flighted out of town, um, to a level one trauma hospital. Um, my injuries were severe. Obviously I'd lost my leg, So I was bleeding out there. Um, my whole left leg was shattered. Um, I broke my ankle. I shattered my, um, tibia fibula. I had multiple compound fractures. Um, and then my femur was broken. I broke my pelvis. Um, had tons of road rash. My face was just beaten. Um, but with all of that, the real concern was my head injury. Mm -hmm. So I had a skull fracture and multiple brain bleeds. So that's really what they were like concerned with, um, was my head injury. So I was flown to the hospital and then immediately went into surgeries. Um, I have been told, I was conscious the entire time I was conscious when I was on the ground. I was conscious when they put me in the ambulance. I was conscious when I was on the helicopter, I was conscious in the ER and I was even talking as they rolled me into the OR. So like through this whole thing, everyone who was like a part of it was just like baffled at the fact that first off I was alive and I had suffered all these injuries, but that I was like speaking and coherent. They're like, why is this girl not, like, passed out, this poor girl? Um, but I was awake. Oh. And I don't remember any. I'm so fortunate that I don't remember because it's um,
0: terrible. Well, kind of – oh, my God. So, like, kind of backtracking to when you said your mom and Scott were there helping you. Yeah. Um, what I was going to tell you that your mom said in the interview, she said she that you had a pool of blood – going out down into the ditch or wherever it was going and Uh she said it was like every time she was winning she was losing yeah because every time you take a breath you know that you but and i was like yeah that is like the most profound and wild thing i've ever heard anybody say let alone a parent about their kid um yeah i mean you want them to be alive but like
1: with every heartbeat it was pumping blood out of my body that's not and yeah. Winning and losing at the same time. <laughs> that, that is yeah. nuts. Uh,
0: <clears throat> well, damn. So getting back in, to you in the hospital, um, mm-hmm. when you started coming out of it, you started working again, you said. Because <laughs> you can't yeah. slow down, it seems. but
1: Oh, no. Um, let's see. So I was in the ICU for five days and then um, transferred to a trauma floor. Yeah. Um, and I was in the hospital for another two weeks. So while I was there, snowpocalypse happened oh, and the whole of Texas like froze down. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. We were frozen into the hospital. So, um, my mom was actually not even able to get to the hotel across the street that she was supposed to stay at yeah. because there were no cars. She didn't have her car. Um, yeah. And you like couldn't walk outside because you would slip and fall. So she was frozen in and she slept in my room on the couch, um, which I'm super grateful for. But because of that, um, we had all these events that that I'm the only one who knew all this information for um, because I'm running our family business. And so I'm like, you know, trying to remember things and we're talking to clients and I mean the world, keeps going right like my world may have just been like halted but everyone else's is still going and working helped me um it helped me to like realize you know things are going to be okay like not everything is over and um and in speaking with people, they were just like so kind. Um, I would call people and ask them about their event, and they'd be like, "What are you doing, Jamie? Like, <laughs> are are you kidding? Like, is this really Jamie?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's me. Can we just talk about what you want uh, for your Aww. catering?" Um, so it was it was nice, but like, yeah, my my world didn't end yeah. just because i lost my leg i still had a job
0: to do oh my god that's that's so wild man that you're just like well i'm gonna get back to it you know the level of commitment that you had to the family business and most of all your clients to make mm-hmm. sure i mean thank god you were still here number one but number two you're here to help them still is that's nuts, Jamie. You're freaking crazy. <laughs> well, we that. were super fortunate with the fact that there was the
1: snow apocalypse because um mm-hmm. my accident was February sixth and then the next weekend was Valentine's. And so we had tons of Valentine's weddings. Mm-hmm. We had like three or four weddings on that next Saturday. Um, but because like Texas was shut down um, we didn't have them, like they were pushed to different dates. And so it, it was, it was kind of a blessing for sure, because my mom obviously couldn't be at work and with me. Um, so it was, my mom says that God sent the, the snowpocalypse so that she couldn't be with me in
0: the hospital. <laughs> oh my God. So you spent, all, you were in the hospital and we shut down when we were, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't leave the
1: hospital um, until it was like safe because you
0: froze, and yeah.
1: I couldn't see anything. I was like stuck in this bed, and I had a window, but I could see like the tops of buildings, and everyone was like talking about how cold it was and what the weather was, and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on in the outside world. It was it was, it was so, so weird.
0: It was so bad. Like I never lost power, but I lost my water. And I ended up, when ATF opened back back up, I want to go take a shower. And then I got water that day. I was like, oh, my God, this sucks so bad. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, um,
1: I guess I was probably in the safest place possible. Like, we were going to lose power because we're a hospital. Um, They did tell us we needed to like ration water there towards the end, mm. but I wasn't like taking a bath or anything anyway. Um, but we did have issues with food, like food yeah. delivery trucks come to bring food to the hospital and like they would slide off the road. Oh, and so oh then I would God. get to call to my room and be like, Jamie, um, the food is in the ditch. Um, <laughs> oh so do you want a grilled cheese again? Yeah. And I'm like, Yes, like, yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Oh I don't care. Me the medicine. I don't care. Oh, man. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about um, how did you hear about uh, ATF, the Adaptive Training Foundation? How did you land there? Yeah. So
1: after my accident, um, I like I didn't know any amputees. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about being disabled. And so I turned to social media. Um, And I would like take this dive down the rabbit hole of Instagram and find like amputees and disabled people. And um, through that search of trying to learn information, um, I came across ATF and I was like, oh, wow, this is so cool. Um, These people are doing amazing. Like, this is awesome. Um, And so I was following the class before my class. Um, so I guess class 21, Mm -hmm. um, I was following their whole nine weeks. Um, and within that time, um, I got a message from Campbell who works at ATF. Um, we have mutual friends, um, and one of our mutual friends had told him about me. She knew that he worked there and she knew what happened to me. And so she passed my name on to him and he slid in my dms and i was like oh my god why is he reaching out to me like i'm in a wheelchair i don't have a leg like i'm not an athlete like i can't even walk so he was like no 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 you have to apply like you just have to apply and I was like, okay. And so I did, I applied and I talked to him. I talked to Mo. I went to the gym for some of the sweatiest hours. Um, I met the class. Um, and all of this is like me in my wheelchair without a leg. And I just loved it. Like the energy of the gym, the people in there, it's incredible. And I knew it was a place that I wanted to be And then when I was accepted into the class, I was like, oh my God, I really need to learn how to walk because, um, these people go hard. And so I, I did everything that I could like three days after I got out of the hospital, I was in the gym, um, working out, like trying to get myself back into, um, my routine and back into shape. And so being accepted into the, just like transformative for me. I was so excited. Um, I don't know that I've been as excited for anything in my life as I was like on the first day of mm-hmm. ATF. Like it brings such a smile to my face because the energy there, you know, yeah. it's like incredible. <laughs> I love it. I love ATF. Like it is
0: my home now. It's a healthy and addiction. I met
1: you there. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 We met yeah. there and Thank God I had you um i'm just, oh. I, I learned a lot from you and with you and and it was it was super cool. I'll tell you that so watching you transform and watch it carry literally we carried you on our backs a couple times and you know, know. <laughs> you have t- the guys What well, you don't I don't know if y'all understand unless you deal with amputations like when you guys have your legs on and you guys are working out, you guys sweat like profusely they sweat in their liner like their their rubber liner and it it's it's nasty i'm just going to, like i'm immune to it but it's it pretty it gets i've seen people pour some some like oh, water it's um, super gross yeah. gross and it's not
1: something like <laughs> if i search on the internet i never came across you will sweat a ton in your liner um yeah. but yeah it's really gross it's and gross. it's uncomfortable and so yeah, we yeah. did a lot of my workouts with my leg off um, because it was faster than me like wiping out my liner, wiping out my leg, putting my leg check on, blah blah blah. And you yeah. all had to carry,
0: and we had to carry it. it just, yeah, and it made it, <laughs> it made it quicker. <laughs> and then we, uh, during your class, you went from uh, Lisa and Jamie, your trainers, to Luke. It ended I went. Up- to Luke. Luke, yes, I had, yeah, yeah. She had Luke Milton. Uh, we've had him on the podcast, but he was Khloe Kardashian's celebrity trainer. Shout out to that Luke. Ledge. We love him. Yes, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you guys, go a- to, oh yeah, if you go to stories oh, yeah. and go to like the gifs or gifts or whatever the hell that's called, and type in he like Luke Milton, you'll see him like doing funny yeah. stuff. So he's, Goodness yeah, but he's such a good dude. I oh love him and. He he challenged you a lot, and that was sure. really cool to see that and brought out the boxing gloves. What was that like for yes. you to train with so many different head trainers? What was that like for you? Yeah.
1: It was super cool because I've been an athlete my whole life, Um and you get used to, like, how you do things, and, and that's, you know, the routine I was in before my accident was – how I work out and what I want to do and blah blah blah. Right. So then, we're thrown into someone else telling you what to do, um, it's like, whoa, what am I doing? Like, first off, I'm trying to figure out how to be like an athlete with one leg, a disabled <laughs> athlete now, and like figure out like what you want me to do and why you want me to do it and like what what it's doing for me. And so it was so cool, just like getting a little bit of everyone's um, expertise because like Lisa, she did, um, CrossFit. That was her thing. So like I did things that I'd never done before. Like not even as an able bodied person had I done some of that stuff. So it was really cool. Um, and then with Luke, it was like lightning speed, but amazing. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure I burned a billion calories each <laughs> workout with Luke.
0: It, Cause he would just be like, Okay, 10 more, 10 more. Okay, 90 more. And you're like, ah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Bad. He would count down to zero, and he's like, all right, 20 more. And you're like, what? Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> ah, I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> it was good. It was good. <laughs> so funny, man. Oh, and then you guys, what, where did you go for your class trip after you graduated? Where'd you go again?
1: So our redeploy was in Park City, Utah.
0: That's right. Ah, even better, because that's even a better segue because that's where you got connected to what's the name of the organization, the national ability center. There you go. And I'll put everything down yeah. below and, 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 all the info for them, the national national ability center, because you have a uh-huh. goal and had a goal even in the hospital to snowboard again. Is that correct? Yep. That
1: was, that was my
0: goal. Um, the
1: second day I was in the hospital, I had a conversation with my surgeon we were about to go into two more surgeries. And so he was like explaining things to me, um, which I didn't want to hear any of it. Like I did not care whatsoever. Like what else can you tell me? I've already lost a leg. Like, um, but I told him, I said, I can't live my life in a wheelchair. Like I'm very active. I go to the gym every day. I'm a dancer. I snowboard. And my mom, when I said that she just thought I was high on the drugs because she was like, (laughs) okay. Um, and he was, my surgeon said, you'll be able to do all of that. Um, prosthetics are amazing and you'll be able to do everything. And so my goal from that moment was to snowboard again for whatever reason, I guess God just knocked into my head, Jamie, you're going to snowboard. And so that was my, my goal. And so through all my training and all my rehab, It was like I'm gonna snowboard. That's my goal. So then, on our redeploy, we went to Park City, and with um, the National Ability Center, um, we were on the mountain, and I snowboarded. It
0: was awesome. I freaking love that, dude. I love how like these (laughs) like it all fall. It all fell into place for you. Yeah,
1: like. I've never had to like wonder how anything was going to be taken care of. Like anytime I needed anything, it was there. Like God has been with me throughout this entire process, giving me everything that I need, um, which is amazing. But yeah, the National Ability Center got me back on the snow and I snowboarded and uh, they were like, you should do this competitively. And I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> oh.
0: So what are you training for? You want to spill yeah, beans? So, what are you training for? So
1: now I am training for the Paralympics. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yes. Yeah, all. I am That's training good. for Paris snowboarding oh. uh, The next Paralympics are um, in 2026 in Italy. So I'm on this like super fast, um, training schedule because you know four years seems like a lot of time but it really isn't yeah. so I'm just like waiting for the snow so I can get back on
0: I love it and you actually moved to Utah
1: I did I moved this. to
0: Park City. yeah yeah I'm like she's committed dead set on this
1: goal that I have because first off I have the athletic background yeah. like I'm competitive through my athletic stuff and through pageants. Like I am competitive. So I know that I have like that in me yeah. along with like the ability physically to do it and mentally to do it. And so, um, I'm in the right place and I'm training and I'm so excited to see like, you know, what's going to happen because I could be very dead And so I'm, like, taking this life, the second chance at life, and I'm, like, doing the most that I can. Um,
0: So I set really, really high goals for myself. (laughs) I love that. You inspire me because there's times I'm like, "Eh, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know. And you're just like, okay, let's do it. So... Yeah, I'm I'm a yes person. Mm -hmm. I say yes
1: to everything because... You never know. Um, You never know what's going to happen, like good or bad. And so life is about the experiences. And I also hope that through me doing all of these like crazy things like snowboarding, the Spartans, um, wakeboarding, like everything that I do, I hope that people can like see me and see themselves in my trauma, um, and be like, well, if she's doing that, I can do Mm -hmm. like whatever. Um, so hopefully like by using myself as an example, um, people are motivated and inspired to like go do something with their lives and for themselves.
0: I love that. And speaking of Spartans, Uh, we're gonna be doing one in October together. Yeah. Yes, we are. (laughs) And are you ready? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) We'll find out. My 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 endurance is good, but my body likes to it likes to shut down. But uh, it's only a five k, so it it shouldn't be too bad. And um, we're all gonna do it together. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing it together. It's not like the one that you and and Trayvon did in Utah, which. I, don't know, why I, I don't know why I Jamie's did that. don't know why Jamie's first Spartan um, was one of the hardest in the U.S., like right out the gate on her prosthetic. It's freaking amazing. You want to you wanna share what that was like? <laughs> Cause just oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So Trayvon's like, hey, I'm doing this Spartan right outside of Park City. Uh, come do the Spartan. I was like, okay, I'll do the Spartan. <laughs> um, and so it was on the mountain in snow basin. So, um, you're already at like 8,000 feet of elevation and, um, you know, 5k, that sounds easy. Um, but at the starting point, this guy's there on the microphone. He's like hyping everyone up. And he's like, raise your hand if this is your first Spartan. And so there's like some of us who raise our hand and he goes, y'all are so stupid for picking this one as your first Spartan. And I was like, Oh my God. What and like, and so off we went, um, like they're carting people down in like gators and razors. And there's people like puking on the sides. The like people tennis. are out Yes, it's altitude because we had over a thousand feet of elevation gain. Um, yeah. And you have all the obstacles like in, in um, the whole thing was uphill. Like none of it was downhill except the part where you had to go downhill on the rocks and people were just like tumbling down. It was ridiculous. Like, Pam, be really glad you're not doing <laughs> you- <laughs> And
0: that's why I say okay. no to a lot of shit. Cause that right there, I'm like, you know Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It took a
1: while. Um, but you know what? I felt amazing afterwards. I was covered
0: in mud.
1: It was great. It was great. I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> My God. And with
0: that, you I like have- to torture myself. Yeah, you do. Um, but with that, how many prosthetic legs do you have? You have what, Four? Five, four?
1: Um, I have my walking one, which is my everyday one. Mm-hmm. I have my running blade. Mm-hmm. I have my snowboarding leg. Mm-hmm. And then I have a different socket for mountain biking. So I have four. She has four. Well, I lost the socket to one of the legs when I was wake surfing. Uh, so I down a socket,
0: not a leg. I socket. lost someone else yeah did it, you hear did you know the story i don't know the story is that the hot pink socket <laughs> yeah they're all hot pink they're all oh yeah they are all hot pink that's they color. are all hot pink
1: so i took my socket off of my snowboarding leg when we went to go do our redeploy for the hyper class yeah and with, with wake for warriors and um <laughs> One of the guys, he's an above-the-knee amputee, he brought, like, all his extra legs um, in case anybody needed legs to surf with or whatever. And so I brought one of his legs, and so I put my snowboarding socket on his leg. And when we were, like, surfing, at one point, I fell off, and I guess the leg <laughs> fell off. The whole leg? The whole leg, Pam. The whole leg is in the, on the bottom leg. of the drink right
0: now? at the bottom it's probably, of the
1: lake and I feel really bad.
0: It's probably like a fish uh, or I'm something like, down there that's loving oh, it right now. <laughs> I
1: think it's like some old fisherman is going to fish it out one day and be like, what? <laughs> <It's good. laughs> Oh my god, to see the look on their face when that happens. Yeah, right? Oh my god. Yeah, so lesson learned. Um, put like a flotation device on your leg or um, Attach it to the board. Okay. I don't even. I don't know, Pam. I don't know. You
0: attach it to the <laughs> board, maybe. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, read uh, redefine, excuse me. Uh, for those that don't know, that's the ten day expedited hyper, hyper ass kicking for. E- they call it for elite elite athletes, so you'll have a lot of people training for like Paralympic Olympics and so forth. Or Olympics mm-hmm. that are in the classes and you were in the most recent one with yeah, yeah. some amazing freaking athletes. Amazing, oh my god, amazing.
1: Yeah, like legit people. Like two of them have
0: competitions
1: this weekend and I'm like, oh my god, it's so cool.
0: Yeah. They're
1: all awesome. Elite.
0: Elite. Athlete. Like Nico yeah. is like probably the fastest person I've ever seen in my life and he's got one leg.
1: Jesus, he's fast.
0: Like... <laughs> I was just blown away
1: when I saw him run the first time. But granted, he is on the U.S. soccer amputee soccer team. So, yeah, he's a pro athlete.
0: Yeah, but, (laughs) but, but still, like to you, for you to be training with pro athletes says a lot about who you are as an athlete. And, you know, given the fact that in the beginning you were like, I'm not an athlete, you know, and to be able to change that mindset or struggle. From when you were an athlete to you being so limited now with your injury, to yeah, now like I would even venture to say you're more of an athlete than you were before your injury. Hey, you know for sure,
1: for sure. I, mean, I don't know, because but
0: I, I'm assuming. Yeah,
1: I mean, I've dedicated my life to it. Not just like a portion of my life. This is like currently my life um, because you know, I'm not in school anymore and I'm not like running my parents' business. So I have like the ability to focus specifically on my sport. Um, and I think that's, what's going to like help me progress through this, um, and give me kind of maybe an edge because I've also been to ATF and trained with all of them Mm -hmm.
0: and not everyone else has. So, no, you don't want my ass doing that class. I'll probably <laughs> pass. I'll probably pass out the first hour in the first day. <laughs> oh my god! I'm not elite, yeah. not yet. <laughs> Literally,
1: it's it's not easy, fam. It was definitely not easy. Like you've done the regular class, which isn't easy mm-hmm. either. You know, like, and you continue to go to the gym and work out. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, you push yourself to do it, yeah. but. I mean, it's worth it, you know, like we could take what happened to us and, you know, feel sorry for ourselves. And we would have good reason to literally do nothing. Um, but we don't live in that tragedy because we have a great community and we have a great place to go and we have, um, we have like goals for ourselves. So, um, I think that's important for everyone, you know? Like you have things that you want to do and you wouldn't be able to do them if you just sat at home.
0: Yeah. Well, one thing I want to hit on, too, is it it happened recently, too, during your class uh, where you guys were coming back to the gym from lunch or something and you guys came across an an accident. And, And I remember you were saying, yeah, we came across the accident and went to check on them. And I'm just like, do you realize what you just did? Like how did how did you that make yeah. you feel like were you triggered yeah. this and you're like I was good, like, yeah. I was like holy shit really <laughs> that was amazing. Like I said, you're either a person who like
1: goes into action or you're not, yeah. and like that doesn't change for me just because something happened one time. Yeah, granted it was really bad, but. Um, I'm still the person that's going to help. Like how bad would I feel if I just sat there and like watched something horrible happen to someone and, or if I just kept driving like that, that would, that guilt would like haunt me forever for sure.
0: It's just amazing because I know like there's a lot of us that still like in our own ways struggle with some stuff and I know me, like, I'm still, like, anticipating the day when I go back to a large body of water. I don't know how I'm going to react. I don't know, who, like, but I've done a lot of work. So I think yeah. it will be okay. But to see people like you and other people around me thrive, and even, Travis even said it the other day, because he's combat vet, lost both his legs, you know, and he went to a rock and roll concert where they had pyro and screaming and big crowds, and he's like, um, yeah. he's like, I don't let this, I don't let it control me. Like, I can be around that. Yeah. It's like, damn. Um, Okay. Okay. There's hope is what I'm getting at.
1: There's definitely hope. There's always hope. Yeah. And you're in the right place with ATF um, for, like, when that time comes for you to be, like, in big water. You can, you know, like, rely on us and lean on us to, like, be there and support you through it. Um, Yeah, I'm sure that's not going to be easy, but life isn't easy. It's not guaranteed ever at any point in life that your life is going to be easy. It's going to be hard, but through all of this, I've learned um, you can do hard things like you can. Um, I never thought like I would be disabled and that I would be this disabled in this way. And that I would live a fulfilling life. Like if you had asked me two years ago, hey, Jamie, what do you think about losing your leg? I'd be like, no, thank you. (laughs) Someone else can lose their leg. I am not, that's not for me. But here I am living this like fulfilling, beautiful life. And I've met so many amazing people, including you, um, Mm. who literally like have made my life so much richer than I ever dreamed.
0: Well, right back at, you. Right back at <laughs> you. Oh, it's so squishy.
1: <laughs> I'm serious. It's like, I love it. I hope for everyone that if something bad happens or like, I mean, trauma, everyone has their own trauma, right? Um, Mine just happens to be super visible. Like you can look at me and you can see, oh, she's been through something, but some people don't have that visible trauma. And I hope that those people and that all people know that um, there is hope out there. There is um, so much possibility and there's people who care. That is one thing that I've learned through this process is that, people care. Mm. I had lost my faith in humanity before my accident. Like I was over people. I didn't care. Um, I mean, it was a big wake up call. Like literally the reason I'm alive is because people cared. People who I didn't know they saved me and cared about me. And still I find people who come into my life and love me for this new me. And it's amazing. It really is.
0: I love that. I love that. You just said that, you know, God's got a, God's got a funny sense of humor and sometimes his wake up calls yeah. are not pretty. Uh but sometimes, right. Sometimes like God, no, I needed one. Yeah,
1: you're right. Like needed it. Like, I am a person who likes a challenge. God was like, "Here you go, (laughs) here's this challenge, Jamie. Take this one." So
0: I think I'm, I think I'm doing okay. (laughs) I'd say I'd say you're doing good. So what's next on your radar, (laughs) sister? What's on the agenda?
1: Yeah. Um. So next is the Spartan. Uh. So we'll be doing that together, Mm -hmm. and then um. That's the end of October. So then we'll move into, um, my season, which I have to be classified. Um, when you're a disabled athlete, you kind of have to, um, go through this process of being like officially said that you are this level of disability and you can compete at this level. So I think I'm going to be classified in Canada from what I've heard today, possibly. Otherwise I will be going to the Netherlands to be classified. Um, and then once I'm classified and they say, yes, you are, um, an above the knee amputee, I fall under the LL one category. Um, and that's what I will be competing in throughout my entire career as well, um, as an athlete. So, have to be classified and then I'll start back my training um train as much as possible and then by the end of the season my goal is to be competing so I love it oh and so I'll be just like racking up points and medals um and then you know in four years
0: Italy oh man I'm gonna have to start saving for that trip I would totally go. Um, You got (laughs) to come. I will. (laughs) I, I I've never been overseas other than the Bahamas. So I will make a commitment to do that. I will totally go to Italy. I I have been to Europe, so
1: (laughs) and totally go to Italy. Um, I'm looking forward to like, Whatever the future holds, I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. I'm excited for it, and I know that um, I'm meant to do big things. Um, I do speaking engagements, and those are something that I love doing because, um, like I said, if I can like give just a little bit back to people, mm-hmm. um, and if something out of my story, then that makes it, you know, worth it. Um, I got into this position by helping people and I'm going to continue to help people. Um, so I think
0: the future is very bright. I think so too. I, uh, <laughs> I believe so. You got a lot of big stuff coming up. I know you got a, an interview with inside edition coming out at some point um, and some other um platforms so I'm super excited that your story is getting out there on even bigger scales because people need to hear this thing. You know? Yeah. You know.
1: I guess. I mean
0: why well, go through all of this for nothing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think everybody's that's story can lot. serve a purpose. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that's important. Like sharing the story. Like, yeah, is it easy? No. Um like I had some guy today, he was like, what happened to you? and i'm like um <laughs> you mean how i lost my leg and he's like yeah and i was like i was in an accident like it still like catches me sometimes but um when people are like genuinely wanting to know like what happened i of course share my story because you never know how it can help someone and that's why i like hearing other people's stories and um I've learned a lot. And so I think, I think that ATF really changed my outlook on a lot of things. Um, I always knew that this accident happened for me, not to me. Um, Instead of like, Oh, this bad thing happened to me. I'm like, well, this happened for me to do whatever God chose me for this. Um, And I think it's like, definitely played a huge role in my mindset and um helping me just be positive through this like really dark dark experience
0: it's it's funny that you say that because i was just having a conversation with travis today uh about somebody that is struggling that is affiliated with a different organization and i'm like you know that just speaks volume with atf and the community what we have here is because Yes, that organization focuses on, you know, uh, recreational therapy in a form, in a sense, mm-hmm. right? And you go do X, Y, and Z to get your mind right and whatnot. But I feel like yeah. a lot of these organizations are don't have what we have. And that's Mo, you know, working on the mindset, oh, yeah. you know, like, uh-huh. and ATF yeah. never had that. And it wasn't until we almost lost a few of our guys, one in particular to suicide. And David and them were like, wait we need to do something about this. So they brought in Mo to really work on the mindset on top of the working out. And that is like that little golden nugget. I feel like that really sets ATF apart Mm -hmm. from a lot of good, worthy organizations. uh, You know, don't get me wrong. But I feel like that's the missing piece that could benefit so many organizations out there if they can have that one little mindset focus on top of mm-hmm. what they already do for sure
1: for sure it's definitely like a very special piece of the sauce that mm-hmm. atf has you know <laughs> like that good sauce got going um <laughs> definitely very impactful um like the breath work we do and mo is incredible like So much of what he says, I'm always like trying to like write it down in my brain, like put it in my memory bank because I'm like, I can use that. And I do like I use what I've learned from him um, all the time. And I wish I wish people could go through just that little part, like forget the working out in the gym, like that part is crucial if you're trying to better yourself because you do have to change how you think you do have to change how you speak to yourself you do have to change your habits if you want a better life you have to work for it and mo definitely gives you the tools to do that for
0: sure i love it i feel like i quote often and i'm like mo would be so proud of me <laughs> mama we used to, we used to call him mama mo because he was ah! he would cook for us when i went through <laughs> yeah we had Why? mo would cook for us they would get food here and there but he would usually cook for us and we started calling him mama mo <laughs> okay that's <laughs> he, hilarious he can cook
1: yeah um well, cooks a lot of meat and i don't eat meat so yeah <laughs> he does I don't know
0: what he would cook for me, but that's funny. Uh, he probably mama cooks mo, dishes. mama mo. We used to call him. that. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god! Well, that's- it's it's wild that you're saying this too, because like everything you say that you're saying lines up. I guess more more so now in this episode because I'm actually there's a class going on right, so I'm seeing it even today. Yeah. There was a class today, and uh-huh. our athlete Jake, he poor guy, man, he was puking like his entire workout Friday. Like, just nonstop. I put his name on a puke bucket. Like, he just, he was, oh my God. But he was literally purging. Like, he was finally opening up to me and Travis. Oh. And he would start talking about stuff and he would puke and talk and puke. And this was going on for like 40, 45 minutes. I'm like, this is insane. I've never seen this.
1: Oh my God. So,
0: yeah. So, a lot of stuff he literally had shoved down emotionally and just was angry was coming up yeah and yeah i told him like dude, yeah i'm like you're gonna purge one of three ways here you're either gonna sweat it out you're gonna puke it out or you're gonna cry it out yeah and you know he freaking puked and then again all day monday we're like all right what's going on dude so come to find out he was just taking pre-workout on an empty stomach and that was really bothering him but um he didn't puke wednesday or today so freaking huge win oh my god so here t-shirt I think he earned enough shirts for like two classes. I'm dead That's serious. So he, he, I know, and you guys. Why do always, always get the puker? I am not a puker. I didn't puke once. I well, I'm not a sympathy puker, like at all, and I'm still not. Ugh. But but it's like you're you're sitting there watching him because you feel bad for the guy, and you're just like, are you done yet? Like how what? <laughs> and then he would work out, and he would toss his cookies. I'm like, well, it's one of those days. Yeah. I guess. So I Yeah, mean, you can't work out on it. You first off, you shouldn't be doing free workout like
1: according to Mo. Nah. Uh <laughs> you off. uh ew. Yeah. Ew.
0: But you know, today he had one of the biggest wins and Oh we were so proud. Good. He's he's doing I love so that. good, yeah. So, oh, so I love it.
1: I love watching the classes and following the athletes like I worked a lot with Michaela from the last class. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, like talk about such a story, but she's such a little rock star. Like, oh my God. She has grit. Like that's yeah. definitely thing like I've come to learn I have a lot of and not everyone has it and she freaking out.
0: Were you, were you there when she army crawled the entire length of the turf?
1: No. Oh, I'm so sad I was not there.
0: There. oh my god so michaela yeah I'm hoping to get her on the show um oh yeah yeah man freaking quadriplegic man army crawled over 30 yards took her 19 minutes to ring up one bell oh my god and she' she's it.
1: it was just
0: yeah
1: uh, the videos are incredible <laughs> nine million uh, views man but yeah I know I know she's famous
0: uh, <laughs> Yeah. but
1: it shows you like star. people want to see what's going on in that gym and people need to see it. Mm-hmm. Like there's like that with everyone throughout the entire nine weeks. Like there's so many things moments. that ever comes and like all these like triumphant moments. And it's like <gasps> oh, such a place of hope and inspiration and like possibility, you know? Like, I never thought I would now be training for the Paralympics. Like, Mm -hmm. I was never an Olympian when I was an able-bodied person. But now, like, after going through these classes at ATF, here I am training for the Paralympics. Like, anything Mm -hmm. is freaking possible.
0: Anything. I love it. And the sponsor from the sponsors to the partners and the donors yeah. I mean it all it all comes together for the greater good, and that's to give people like you and me these opportunities and huh? it's just it blows my mind man it blows my mind yeah um, the community is incredible, yeah well, I am hoping to hopefully hoping the hush. Uh, to take my podcast out of my house and into David's office at the gym. (laughs) We're working on that. Hopefully we can get that going. That way I can get people out of my living room and we can get a good background (laughs) and look more professional over here, you know? (laughs) I
1: love it. No, it's amazing. Like if your car's on the wall, you got your flag over there. I love it. It's
0: not Yeah. I just feel like – uh, I want people out of my space so and we got to do more okay. we got to do in-person interviews and so that's the goal so hopefully yeah. in the next few we can get some in-person um Ooh, that's awesome see look at you you're getting grown up big <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, I'm here for it I'm here for it well and and back to it like ATF just gives us those, those opportunities and you know, I got to say, I met your parents, kind of getting back to your mom and, and your parents. They're freaking amazing. I love your parents. you are so cute.
1: <laughs> so great. Oh my God. My dad, he
0: um, was my Uber driver, like, because I couldn't
1: drive yeah. uh, after my accident. So he, like, drove me around everywhere, uh, <laughs> made sure I got my donuts every morning and went to physical therapy and went to the gym. So oh, it was God. a night, like, Time that I could spend with my parents and I mean hard obviously because like you know at 31 years old your parents are like taking care of you it's hard but I was very uh fortunate and I'm super grateful that I have them and I love them dearly
0: that's
1: awesome they're so supportive of me yeah which is great
0: well yeah before I let you go, which I think we're, we're, we're solid on time here. So thank you. Okay. Uh, before I let you go. Oh um, God. I'm going to, we kind of talked about this before I hit record, but Bethany was supposed to get a question, supposed to get me a question to ask you, and she never did about something that she doesn't know about you. Is that right? Or what was the, what was the.
1: No, just like I just said, is there something you, yes, I guess something you want to know. About my story, or about whatever that you
0: don't know. So that's what I was. So yeah. So is there anything? Because here's the thing: you've been interviewed a lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. And it's like, man, I keep saying the same thing over and over again. But I like to, <laughs> if there's like this little <laughs> one little thing that nobody knows, good, bad, and different, funny. I don't care what it is. Is there anything that okay. comes to mind that you'd love to share with us? For like, oh man. I mean, I'm so open
1: about everything. Um
0: I don't want it to be like a bad thing. I mean, like, um, were any of the nurses hot at the hospital? Or I mean, like, I don't know. Shoot. Oh, <laughs> your eyes okay, just God. got big.
1: <laughs> I like Jesus. I I will say, like, I was so drugged up, Pam. Like, out of my mind, drugged up the entire time. And so it was like, I don't know if who knows what I said to any of them, but they all loved me. Like they adored me. Um, I, like I said, when I was going over my injuries, like my face was all beaten up. Like I had road rash. I had a gash above my eye like, this was all sewn up. Um, I looked terrible. Okay. But because I was so drugged up, I had no idea that there was anything wrong with my face. Okay. (laughs) So I'm thinking I'm pageant girl, Jamie in the hospital bed. Like, you know, I lost my leg, whatever. I'm still cute. Um, no, no, (laughs) my mom gave me a mirror, like the second week of me being in the hospital and, I don't know what I was even doing. Like I had friends who made me this like care package basket that had all the skincare stuff in it and like spa like stuff and so I was you know going to put some stuff on my face and she gave me a mirror and I looked at myself Pam and I was I literally was like oh no. Mom. Why didn't you tell me I looked like this? And she goes, "Oh baby, you look so much better." Oh no. <laughs> I was like, oh, mom, man. and I did have hot doctors. <laughs> look, look, doctor, you know, they come in in the morning, like at 6 a.m. And I wake up and I'm like looking like a beat up, <laughs> no. horrible. And so I was like, are you kidding me, mom? You, I'm never going to be pretty again. She's Aww. like, yes, well, and nurses are like, you look so good. It'll heal. It'll heal. So yeah, that's like oh, no. <laughs> probably something that I will definitely not forget because I never thought my face would heal. Oh my and God. I thought I looked good. I even took a picture with my ICU nurse before I left the ICU and I'm like smiling, all drugged up. Can I look cute? Yeah, oh, no, Pam. <laughs> oh my God. No. I looked terrible. Oh, my left eye, the whole oh, thing man. was blood, like bloodshot, blood, shot. blood. Oh, like red blood. And I was just like, Damn. oh my God. <laughs> it was horrible. Like, that was just probably like, because I thought to myself, I was like, wow, I lost
0: a leg and my face. Great. Oh my God. Great. Oh my God. I don't know what I would do. Oh my God. Uh, My mom should have warned me before she gave me the mirror.
1: (laughs) Okay. Like they, the plastic surgeon would come in to check my head wound uh, because my head was stapled and he would come in to check my sutures here and I remember him coming in one day and he was looking and I was like, what are you even looking at my face for? And they were like, oh, you have this tiny little cut that we had to sew up. So that's all I thought it was like, I just had
0: a little, this cut. Oh my God. no, <laughs> no Pam. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I even asked. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, that's probably the worst. And
1: it's okay though. It's okay. <laughs> my face is healed. Almost. Well, you so. look gorgeous. You look good. You look fantastic. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> time heals. Oh, my does.
0: God. No, you look great.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Pam. That's what they told me as I was laying in the hospital bed. You look great, Jamie.
0: You look fine. <laughs> well, I mean it. I really mean it this time. <laughs> Even when you were sweaty and nasty, you looked fantastic oh my god <laughs> well let me i think we're done here because now we're just gibber jabbering but um oh my god thank you again so much for being on i it means the absolute world that you gave me your time today oh so thank no
1: thanks for having me on this like you have awesome guests and
0: South. i'm just appreciative love, that you wanted to share my story of course i love my guests my guests are freaking rock stars all of them uh yeah <laughs> yes they are well let me say goodbye to my listeners you hang tight so we can wrap up our fun stuff but um yeah thanks jamie appreciate it well there you go guys that was uh, Jamie jamie the former miss waco rock star paralympian whatever title you want to give her the good titles go for (laughs) it man she's amazing But yeah, make sure you guys uh, follow us on Instagram. Dude, I am so active on Instagram. Get on Instagram, 2200taps, the website. We got services and all that products, stuff that we provide. Uh, And keep up with us because we got some big things coming up still. Some more cool guests that you don't want to miss. And go follow us on YouTube so we can get YouTube famous and break, you know, over 100 followers (laughs) because we need the help. But anyhow, I love you guys. Thank you listeners so much. And we will see you guys soon. Peace.